Welcome to the Infinite Attraction Podcast. What would it look like to face your fears? What would it look like to unlock your limitless potential? This is a podcast just about that, Infinite Attraction. Now let's get started. I can't believe I'm on here. I almost didn't feel like this was even possible, but here we are. Welcome to the Infinite Attraction Podcast. Man, it feels good to say that. And I am Elizabeth Irizarry, and today's guest is me. This episode is about my journey of self-discovery. Today's episode is dedicated to my mom. I wouldn't be here without her and her unconditional support. So mom, thank you. So let's jump right in. My journey began with my lowest point, or is it rock bottom? I think that's a phrase everyone uses, no? A phrase that almost everyone has heard at just about any stage of their life. Either addictions, breakups, pretty much anything that can trigger reaching your lowest point. I think I must have read an article or a blog, it must have been a blog post that said something like, you know you've hit rock bottom when your only passion is hating the world passion. You know you've hit rock bottom when you can't concentrate on anything. And getting out of bed in the morning is like pulling Excalibur from the stone. I mean, this guy was hilarious. And guys, I must have laughed so hard, my tears dried up. I promise you guys, I'll share the link below. But on a serious note, I thought, shit, that's me. I laughed, and of course, I realized I was being a tad bit dramatic extremely emotional and I needed to figure out how to pull myself together and stop throwing myself a pity party. So the journey began. But let's back it up. A few things you should know about me. I'm Cuban, Cuban born, child of two also Cuban parents. In the US, thanks to Balseros, a group of my father and my family members who risked their lives at sea for freedom and opportunity, the American dream. We'll go a little deeper into this, but you should know my relationship with my father hasn't always been ideal. Oddly enough, don't tell him this, but along my journey, I discovered that I've secretly idolized my father all of my life. I mean, I'm in this country successful at my age because of him and my family, who gave me this chance at this life. Life in the U.S. was full of opportunity indeed. I was young, living in the U.S. at four and a half, with an entire life ahead of me. Yes, I did say four and a half. So I charged and I taught myself English, watching Disney movies, and absorbed everything life had to offer, and I wanted it all. I wanted money. I wanted success. And I dreamed of a future where I could give it all back to my parents as a thank you. So I followed my heart and my vision, worked hard to become someone they could be proud of. Yes, 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 I did become very hard on myself, but extremely dedicated, I'd say. Graduated with my bachelor's in interior design at 21 while working full time and doing freelance work. Oh, and did I mention I moved out of the house when I was 18? 
Yeah, I did that at 18. Well, the part you're about to learn, and I'm sure it will come up in future episodes, is that I come from a bit of a quote-unquote broken family. My parents struggled in their relationship quite a bit, and Cubans talk kind of loud and well, you know. I could hear everything from the other room, so could my brother. So you can imagine my surprise as a kid to learn that my dad, my hero, had a lot of demons. And so my mom and him fought often. So I had to go. And when independence is available and right in front of you, oh, and if you're anything like me, you take it. I honestly don't think I feared anything at that time. When you're a kid, you don't know what you don't know. The only thing I truly feared was not succeeding. So I pushed myself really hard. I always felt I needed to prove to my parents that I was worth it, that I was worth their sacrifices. So I built a life, developed a career, not the career I think they wanted for me at the time, but one that I felt driven by. So I did it. My mom did teach me to love what I do before anything else and the rest would follow. So fast forward a few years, I began to work in the industry of my field and I quickly leveled up. Isn't that the millennial thing to say, leveling up? Well, I did that. And I became great at communicating. A little better than this, I promise. With my career as a strategist, as a salesperson, and as an advisor. But I was very good at dodging anything that would perceive me as weak. I always held it together, even when I was challenged. And I tried my best not to show what I thought was weakness, my emotions. Being the youngest person is never even easy. Imagine being the youngest salesperson in your company. That eventually has an effect on you. Oh, and let me clarify. Not only am I young, but I'm five foot tall with plenty of tattoos, and I practically look like I'm 18. But wait, 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 wait. Not 18 like these TikTok kids these days. I mean like actually 18, the awkward kind. So who is going to take me serious? I didn't even take myself serious. How was I going to get where I wanted to go in life at the speed that I wanted to go so young? Well, I did know I had a lot to offer. I just needed a chance. So I took myself serious. I hid my tattoos from my professional life and quickly learned to separate my personal life altogether. As a professional, I began to gain confidence and I started to feel empowered. People were starting to see what I had to offer. Can you imagine that? I was so fortunate to have been given opportunities to shine and yield in my skill sets. I'm eternally grateful to those people in life. Like my first boss in the industry who really pushed me to and believed in me and all 60 inches of me and what I had to offer. He gave me the opportunity to grow and explore what I wanted to do. Doors opened up, and if only a window, I found a way through it. And if there was a wall, you better bet I was going through it. The point is, I always found ways to excel professionally, and I still do. But not everything was perfect. The appearance of having it all together didn't really exist on a personal level. 
In real life, I rode motorcycles with my husband, got tattoos, became obsessed with Audrey Hepburn, and somehow became a horror classic enthusiast? Like, who am I? I mean, I even collected typewriters, still collect typewriters, and still collect vinyls. Oh, and can I forget, with a handle like Darth Vader, 83 by the way, clearly a Star Wars nerd. I'd say I've always been a bit of an old soul, to say the least. But the sad part in all of this was that I always feared really being me. I cared so much what people thought, especially in my career. Honestly, guys, it's like I had two personas. Kind of like Fight Club, without the punching, but with the whole two-persona thing. Oh, shit. I just forgot the first rule of Fight Club. Anyway, moving along. Where was I? Oh, oh yeah, two personas. There we are. I hid my tattoos and was always on professionally, because that's what I did best. The other version was more of a hot mess. Always falling in love, pretty much all the time. <laughs> At the time, I wasn't sure how to combine the two and satisfy everyone. Be me and be professional. I know what you're thinking, you don't have to. But I didn't even know that. I didn't even know this was a reoccurring theme till I had to start evaluating. So, like anything else, it all had to fall apart. It started to anyway. Rapidly, of course. I'd say it started with everyone's favorite word, a divorce. Yes, as I mentioned earlier, I was married. Yes, I was young. And yes, I am young, but no, I don't regret it. For a few years, I felt my divorce ending was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. It certainly was some of the most complicated years of my life, dealing with the mental state of being divorced. You know, it's like that constant reminder from society that you are now a member of an elite club. Are you ready? It's an elite club where you're obligated to identify, not only as single or married, but you get your very own little special box. You, my friend, are now divorced. And coming from divorced parents, it's like the last thing most of us, and especially me, wanted in my life. Yet another broken relationship. So of course, to make it even more interesting, I jumped into another. Nothing wrong with that, but looking back, I probably still needed to heal. Not because I wanted to be married still, but because I had a lot to learn about myself. Still do. We learn about love from our parents. We learn about the life we want to build through movies, like the Disney ones. That of course, as you know, I watched religiously. So this life I wanted to build was a fantasy, a fairy tale. It wasn't real. Successful at a young age, falling in love, getting married, buy a car, buy a house, get a dog or two, have children, and of course, become a millionaire. That's all. Because who can't become a millionaire at 21? Oh wait, and at five, because I wanted to be at four and a half already. But when that bubble burst, and it did, I suddenly realized life wasn't going to go as I had planned. 
It never does, does it though? The funny, not so funny part was, it wasn't even something I really wanted. It was something I thought I needed to have. Let that sink in. At the time, running from my problems is what led me to jump into another relationship, which probably, not the best idea, but the best lesson. My last relationship was very challenging as I had no idea how to communicate with him. How could I be so good at making decisions and communicating professionally, but struggle so much personally? I mean, it's so frustrating. And to top it off, he wasn't the best communicator either. And I really, really thought I was. Not quite. (laughs) Internally, well, I was a mess. Physically too, honestly. I wanted more, but I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, typical woman. Sorry, ladies, but you know, it's true. It wasn't until a series of private therapy sessions and even a few couples therapy plus a personal trainer to even elevate my health that I noticed I wasn't fulfilled with myself and neither was he. It all suddenly cued in. Remember that thing I said earlier about learning everything we know about relationships from our environment? Well, Our own choices are similar to that of our parents. And as I mentioned, my parents lived a real life full of challenges. And what I saw in them, I kept reliving. Opening wounds that I never healed properly. Subconsciously, I was reliving a cycle. But why was it so hard to leave when I felt like I was so unfulfilled? I was depressed, full of anxiety, no desire to wake up in the morning, panic attacks, and yet I felt I couldn't change anything, nor did I even know how. But listen, it wasn't always bad. There were many great moments. But when you're repressing your feelings, it's only a matter of time before they all come out. It's like patching a leak. Too much pressure and well, it eventually explodes. Over time, all of my fears showed up. Oh, and did they show up. Fear of abandonment, fear of not being enough, and so many more. I was asking my partner for more. Listen to that wanting more from someone who was also insecure with his own wounds. I couldn't force him to heal and do the work. You can't force anyone as a matter of fact. I could, however, choose myself, move on and find fulfillment within myself eternally. It was through a simple but difficult question, who am I? that I began the journey of self-acceptance. I started to regain my strength, my worth, and I shed who I thought I was and began to step into who I really am. So here I am, sharing this story with you. 
and you guys have no idea. It might sound like it came out easily, but oh boy, it did not. It's really hard to open up to the world like this. You know, literally pulling, putting my whole life out there for everyone to listen to. There's no going back from this one. This idea we all have about this perfect life portrayed by society or typically seen on social media as, you know, this is modern day 2020. It doesn't exist. What exists is your life in the now, how you choose to live. It should not be defined by any guidelines but your own. Remember, life is happening, not in the future and especially not in the past. Let the past serve you as a lesson and the future simply as an opportunity to continue living. The life that matters is the one that you have. So slow down, breathe, and focus on you and your growth. In life, you have two options after a really low point. You either sit there and do nothing and hope to forget, which you really never will, or you dig deeper, bring it to the surface, and consciously make the decision to grow through it. It's these lessons that we will dive into more in the future episodes that brought me here today on this podcast, infinitely attracted to this journey with passion to help guide others to find that infinite possibility within themselves. When we dig deeper, oh, you will find there's a lot there you may have not known already existed. When you shed your ego and you finally find authentically you, everything that follows is pure, honest, raw, and real. This podcast is an exploration of the self. Yes, I have a lot of fears. Still, I have no idea what an endeavor like this will look like, but the intention is pure. And I'm sure I will figure it out as I go. So what if it does go wrong? What if no one likes it? What if I only have one of you listening out there right now? Well, dear listener, if you're out there, Thank you for tuning in. I want you to know it was all worth it. I will not allow the fear of the unknown to stop me from following my intuition and being here in this moment with you. And that, my friends, is my story and why I'm here. So I invite you to join me on this journey with open mind and an open heart. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, please feel free and safe to email me. No topic is too taboo, so bring it on. I'm here to be your biggest supporter, sharing on your behalf. All you have to do is show up and shine. So please tune in next week for episode two with my first real human guest, the amazing, the kind, David Alexander Taylor. With infinite gratitude, yours truly, Elizabeth. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Infinite Attraction. I sure do appreciate you guys. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever it is you consume podcasts. This way, you get notifications when new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review or simply tell a friend about the show. If you'd like to inquire about coaching, please visit our website at infiniteattractioncoach.com. Until next time, Infinite Attractors.